for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. Now there's a lot of distractions uh, with negative news that we hear uh, in the media. Now some things are based upon concrete facts, but most of the things are just rumors, the things that we read on social media and all the news is that um, we listen and hear through uh, messages. Some things are not based upon concrete facts. It's mostly based upon our fear of things that we are unaware of. Now, the reason why I mention this is because uh, contrary to what we hear in terms of negativity, uh, the news of God's promises being fulfilled is always a message that's positive to us. It's not just blank faith where it's not based upon concrete or uh, non-concrete facts, but rather it's always based upon a visible signs that we could uh, be assured that God is fulfilling his promises. Whereas all the negative is mostly based upon our fear and worries, uh, God's promise is always based upon on true facts that we can see and we could witness and we could be assured of as we experience it. So as we take a look into this passage today, I hope that our assurance that God will fulfill his promise grows even more as we meditate on today's passage. So let's take a look. Jeremiah chapter 32 verses 36 through 44. You are saying about this city, by the sword, famine, and plague, it will be given into the hands of the king of Babylon. But this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I will surely gather them from all the lands where I banish them in my furious anger and great wrath. I will bring them back to this place and let them live in safety. They will be my people, and I will be their God. I will give them singleness of heart and action so that they will always fear me, and that all will then go well for them and for their children after them. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good to them, and I will inspire them to fear me, so that they will never turn away from me. I will rejoice in doing them good, and will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and soul. This is what the Lord says, As I have brought all this great calamity on this people, so I will give them all the prosperity I have promised them. Once more, fields will be bought in this land of which you say it is a desolate waste, without people or animals, for it has been given into the hands of the Babylonians. Fields will be bought for silver, and deeds will be signed, sealed, and witnessed in the territory of Benjamin, in the villages around Jerusalem, in the towns of Judah, and in the towns of the hill country, of the western foothills, and of the Negev, because I will restore their fortunes, declares the Lord. So as we saw in today's passage, it is definite that God's promise is to restore His people 
That is His will and that is His promise. But sometimes when we listen to that, it almost sounds like something that we have to just believe, uh, almost to a degree where it has to be a blind faith. Yeah, He will restore His people, but we're unaware and we're unsure of how He would do that. But today's passage actually gives us a clear, a visible evidence how uh, God's going to restore His people. It's visibly clear that people see something negative when they look at Jerusalem, because in verse 36, the visible thing that they witness is that by the sword, famine, and plague, it will be given into the hands of the king of Babylon. That's almost a negative news, something that is yet to happen, but they almost see that being fulfilled before their eyes. Yes, it's true, God will punish Jerusalem because of their wickedness, and they will have to banish them, but that's just, just a part of what God's about to do. And the promise that God lays out is not just something without any facts, but something He promises what things that they will be able to witness. For example, in the first part of today's passage, we see that God will restore His people by bringing them back after banishing them uh, to Babylon. Um, but how would that be evident? Uh, just bringing them, back, uh, bringing them back physically, would that fulfill God's promise? No, He says that verse 39, I will give them singleness of heart and action. The fulfillment of bringing His people back is it becomes visible as uh, people could see that they have a singleness in heart and action. They will come to fear God and only worship in Him. And what happens after that is that for the sake of next generation children, that will be true for them uh, in the beginning generation. And that will influence the following generation where they will have a continuously evident singleness of heart and action of just fearing God only. So that's one thing that we'd see how God will bring His people back. It's not just physical sense of bringing them back to the promised land again, but by giving them a new heart and new action that is only oriented towards God Himself. Now, the second thing we see here is that God restores the covenant with His people. He will now reestablish the covenant that has been broken by His people um, by uh, setting a new covenant with them. But what's evident with this is that, uh, what's visible actually, is that He will never stop doing good to them. Now, how would people know that the covenant has been reestablished? By seeing uh, the continual, everlasting good that God displays for His people. He will never stop doing good for His people. That will be a visible sign that, yes, God has now reestablished His promise that cannot be broken by anyone. God's not going to break it. People are not going to break it. It's an everlasting covenant by, uh, that is evident by God, first of all, doing good uh, forever for His people. And what does that happen in, in, in effect? Uh, he will inspire His people to fear Him so that they will never turn away from God. Uh, that is what will be visible from God's everlasting covenant. Now, the third thing we see in today's passage is that God will restore the prosperity and fortunes of His people. Well, that sounds promising, but how would people know that God is restoring their 
prosperity and their fortunes. We see in today's passage that the fields will be once again bought in the land, the very place that had become desolate and demolished by the Babylonians, where it seemed like no economic uh, uh, activity would flourish again. You see that the lands are restored and people start to purchase and sell the land. A, a evidence that the uh, economic has come, uh, the economy of Jerusalem has come back to normal. The desolate waste where it was once, God restores uh, the place so that there's once again prosperity and fortunes restored by God. So all of these three uh, are uh, three uh, elements are God's promises. He promises this, but it's not just something that we will take it with blind faith. It's not something that's forced upon. God promises his words with something that will be evident so that we will grow our assurance in his promise to be fulfilled in our lives. I hope that as you meditate on a passage that God just doesn't give out blank promises. He doesn't just say words uh, to make us feel good. He makes us see how his words will be fulfilled and be manifested in reality. Now that's how Jerusalem uh, will be fulfilled uh, through God's promises. It will, it will flourish again with prosperity. Uh, people will come back, but with the singleness uh, of heart and action where they will only come to fear God. And that will lead to the influence to the next generation where they'll come to know God and worship Him only. And ultimately, what would they receive uh, uh, from God? It's a never-ending good that, will, that God will give them uh, forever and eternity. That is what God promised us, even today for all of us. So in times of turmoil and uncertainty, I hope that you cling on to the promise of God. In the Old Testament sense, we just read it was about economic prosperity. It was about returning from exile. It was about God being uh, merciful to his people. But this all become fulfilled in one man who is Christ Jesus. Because the cross of Jesus Christ never ends in inspiring us to revere and uh, to fear God. That has become evident before us, become a visible sign and evidence all before us how much good God has prepared for all of us to receive. So I hope that Jesus Christ will be that evidence to you of God's promises being fulfilled for all of us. And I hope that you cling on to that promise, that which is Jesus Christ himself. Let us pray. Father Lord, allow us to direct our attention to you. Let us go beyond all this distraction and uncertainty that we face with negativity in our society and the news and media and the surrounding neighborhood. So Lord God, help us so that we could hold on to the very goodness that you have displayed for eternity, who is Christ Jesus for all of us. So Lord God, help us and guide us. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Single soul, lifting up our God and stepping in cross.
色，四季。